Thank you for downloading Fun Employment Radio. Don't forget, when you're shopping on Amazon, to go to funemploymentradio.com first and click on the Amazon banner at the top of the page. It's free for you, and it helps us out tremendously. Thanks a lot. Here's the show. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. The future of radio. The future. The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. I've I've waged this war for so long. I don't quite know how to feel. Like I don't know. Should, should I be happy? Should I really assume it's over? Can it be this true? Well, I think the important thing here, Greg, is is that much like the Vietnam War, you know, there really wasn't a winner or a loser. <laughs> But you can kind of consider yourself Vietnam here. I think. uh, Wait wait a minute. I'm Vietnam in this situation. Well, well, I mean, I guess in that that context, kind of Vietnam kind of shoot us out of their neighborhood. I guess that is kind of what happened so, here. So, congratulations on being a wow. communist country, Greg. Way I, never go. Lo- I never looked at it that way, but I guess, <laughs> hey, a win's a win. I'll take it. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you, except for I'm not here with Sarah X. Dillon. <laughs> Uh, Sarah has a cold today. She's uh, feeling a little bit under the weather, so you may notice that. Thank you for tuning in wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. I actually do have kind of a cold because I it was 18 billion degrees hot where I was sleeping last night, and so I put a fan on my face, and um, I think that, that did a little bit of damage. But that's not the important part here. The voice, the soothing voice that you heard next to mine. That's the important part. So normally, of course, Sarah Extillan is here in uh, in studio with us, and she is off in Bremerton, being a Bremelo right now, doing whatever Bremelos do. Good old Sarah Bremelo Dillon. Yeah, Bremerton, Washington, which, uh, of course, famous for Mix-a-Lot's song, Bremelo. I assume (laughs) that basically they just walk around with 40s and, like, (laughs) knives, and that's all you do in Bremerton, and that's kind of what goes on. I just assume that's how it is, and half the population is pregnant at any any given time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also drinking with knives, though, still. Drinking malt liquors with knives. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that seems to be Bremerton. When you sit down, you you, you take your knife out, you stab the table with it, (laughs) Yeah, and you crack open a... uh, of a forty, yeah, and Sorry. then you just wait to look for somebody to cut. That's that's pretty. That's your day. That's your day. Uh, but Sarah is not here. She is up there in Bremerton, and joining us today, the fabulous, the famous Scott Daly. Why, hello, everybody. Hello, sir. Hi, it's Greg. Been, it's been a while since people have heard your voice. It's I believe. been a while since I've been in the studio. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It feels good. Kind of feels like home. Yes. Yeah. No, it's been, uh, yeah, I've, uh, as you may or may not know, I am uh, no longer part of uh, Geek in the City Radio. Yes, um, indeed. It was a decision I came to uh, after many, many months of toiling and concerns, and I just, you know, it's time to move on. Uh-huh. It's time to move on. And, you know, I, I ha- gladly uh, hand the reins over to, to Mr. Aaron Duran and uh, Dan, and, you know, I hope they uh, hope they carry on, and they seem to be doing very well. So, good. yeah, good on them. And, and I, I will support, obviously. Uh, everything that uh, that they do, because you know, good lord, Aaron and I founded that show ten years ago. Yeah, I know that's crazy. So, well, everybody needs to change things up. Every absolutely, that, you know? absolutely. So, I got a couple of little uh, pokers in the fire, if you will. Okay, uh, that sounds some, a little some, gross. Some, some projects I'm working on. Some the way ideas. you're describing it, pokers. Yeah, your poker. poker in the fire. Poker in the fire. That's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 <laughs> why that's why I gave up uh, gave up the show. So I wanted more pokers in the fire. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so you've got some stuff that you're working on. Yeah, yeah. I will. Okay. Uh, hmm. Probably not things. Do you want to talk about any of these things? Well, or? I could talk about one of the things is a is another podcast for this fine network. Um, and let's just say it's food related. Okay, food and drink related. Yep. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and another one is. A, I'm not going to say anything because I know what you're talking about, but I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, no. Let, we're just. I'll kinda, let you do that. We're that just kind of. We're just kind of doing it. Uh, and then I'm working uh, with uh, a very good friend of this network and my f- old former co-host, Mr. Keelan King. Oh, uh, we got we got a big project we're working on as well. So damn. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited. But uh, yeah, no. And you are you, Mr. Greg Nibbler, are going to benefit from both projects. Yes. No. I've uh, I've I've heard about these. I feel like I'm being a jerk by talking about them, and then like, oh yeah, no, I know it's cool, but I can't tell you. I can't tell anyone. You can. Um, you can. It's okay. but no, no. It's it's, cool. it's. I think it's going to be awesome. It is going to be very very cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it, and uh, one of those things we might be kind of teasing maybe later tonight. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I kind of got some. Uh, it's 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 related to the food show. 
Okay. And uh, I'm going to be trying some things out and maybe having you and a few folks over to All see right. how it goes. We'll Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Jenky asks, is it Scott Daly's ketchup extravaganza? It is not, my friend. It's not about ketchup. It's not about ketchup. There's no more ketchup. I think we have determined already <laughs> uh, that I am the king of ketchup here in Portland. It is true. There is nobody who can taste test ketchup <laughs> like Scott Daly. I mean, that I will put you up against anyone when it comes to that. So he's got that locked down. There yes, is no this competition. Is true. This is true. You, you come at me with your ketchup challenge and I <laughs> You could destroy you. You could easily go national or international with that, with that, with those I skills. I think there's only one way to go. It's international with your, with your ketchup palate. Yeah, yeah. It's true. It's true. It's true. <laughs> and I'm very proud of that. Well, um, one of the things. So, what I was talking about here at the beginning of the show too is is this, and it's it's something that I'm I'm hesitant to even say it because I want it to be true, but then I'm afraid if I say it, like I'm going to jinx it. Mm. However. I have an update about my personal life that I need to share here on this show and this network. It's something that I've shared with pretty much everyone from the start of this show, and it's been part of my life for the last 10 years, since that's about how long I've owned my home in Southeast Portland. Yes. And that is this. So ever since I bought my house, my neighborhood has changed and gotten better, and actually, you know, it's part of the gentrification of Portland, but I mean, as, as far as like the, some of the neighborhood, it's, it's cleaned up quite a bit, good for my property value. Yeah, and a lot exactly. of people have, have uh, moved out that probably should move out. However, there is one, uh, one, one group of people next to me, and that is the meth head neighbors that I have shared a fence with for the last 10 years, and they are full on meth head neighbors. So you, when you say share a fence, you mean like, it's not like sharing offense, it's sharing no. a Sharing fence. a fence. We share a fence. This is true. I mean, this this group of people, you know, and, and if you're a long-time listener to the show, obviously you know about the methods. And, I mean, from back from the beginning, when I first moved in, and the, there's the two brothers that live over there, and the, to explain how they get to live there, there's two brothers that live in this house. The house is attached to a business, and it's all kind of one building. The business is owned by their aunt, who lives out in Beaverton or something, and so therefore would never kick out her nephews. Right. Family. They, yeah, family. Family first. You know, they're never going to kick her out. And so, or kick, kick these two, two brothers out. I mean, the, in the beginning, like with the fence that I even shared with them, there, was, there used to be a gap in the, in the fence, like where it didn't go all the way to in between our property. Oh, okay. And I actually fixed that because within the first probably couple of months that I owned it, there would be a, a train of them. Because the meth heads would go out and they get all their meth buddies and then their meth gals that they hang out with. Sure. And they would come back and instead of going through the gate into their own backyard, they would climb over my fence and into my backyard and then climb over into their backyard. Don't they have a front door? They they do. <laughs> okay. They do. <laughs> and and I, I remember when that first time happened, I was, I was actually having a barbecue at my house. And I looked at them. I'm just like, "What the fuck are you doing?" You're like, "Fuck you, man! <laughs> fuck you!" Do and then proceeded to their Free favorite country. their favorite things to call me are very um, very loudly uh, homosexual slurs. That's that's their favorite thing to call me. Um, that I think I don't even know if they know my name. I think they just know me as that. Uh, Neighbor. The, the English name for a cigarette. The English name for yes. a cigarette neighbor. Yes. That's that's all that's ever heard them reference me as. Fuck you, fuck me. Like, all right, thanks, thanks, fellas. And and so so you know, they called me that multiple times. And then they would hop in their backyard, I fixed that fence, and then, you know, that that solved that. But I've lived with these adult children on meth right. next door to me. I mean, for, for so long. And I've tried so hard to get rid of them because they, originally they used to they used to walk uh, they used to like steal so they would steal cars. And I'm kidding you not. That, like, all this is 100% true. So they would steal cars in the middle of the night, and then they would park them in front of my house. So I'd be asleep when all this would go on. Right. It'd be parked in front of my house. In the middle of the night, they would strip the thing and leave it just on blocks. So it's just the shell of a car on blocks. Go to, when I go to bed, there's nothing. Wake up, there's a car on blocks in front of my house, well, cl- not in front of their house. Clearly, they're, they're most active at night. Oh, yeah. Night yeah. times are night times a big active yeah, time for me. It's like the moonlight recharges them, yeah. and they can get stuff done. God, that used to piss me off so bad. The more I think about that. I mean, that happened several times, <laughs> and I would call the police like, well, we didn't catch them in the act. Nothing we can do. Also, you need to get that car removed from in front of your house. I'm like... <laughs> What so the, the onus was on you the to onus remove was on me. a I car had, on blocks. Yeah, I had to get somebody to get it removed. That's lovely. So uh, every time it was my problem. And <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like that was just uh, 
Uh, oh, Rick Rutherford says maybe they were calling you maggot because you were blaring Slipknot. He thought maybe oh, I was a Slipknot fan. Maybe and so he was like, "Hey, be. you fucking maggot!" There you yeah, go. That, there you go. I'm sure that's what he's. I'm sure I heard him wrong. Uh, clearly, because I no no right standing upstanding citizen would ever use that word. No, and if these method neighbors are anything, they are upstanding citizens. Damn right. And you know, I'm sure they would never use those kinds of. They words. They were taking the cars off the street for your and everybody else's safety. Oh, that could be. Yeah, yeah, that could be. Uh, so, like, they would do that. They'd, they'd have their buddies that would show up. Uh, at one point, they they had these friends that would show up in a big RV. That, that who knows where the RV came. I mean, it really was like like in uh, Christmas Vacation, you know, when Randy Quaid would show up. Oh yeah, this backfiring, like <laughs> disgusting RV that would just pull up and it would park around the corner. So it was exclusively in front of my house, like not even sharing the same side of the the street is them because I'm on a corner lot they're on a corner lot and uh, our houses face the doors are on the same side of the street but they would park around the corner only on my side of the house right of course and then they would string together um, uh, extension cords (laughs) and run them down and walk through my property and like run it over to their RV which was right next to my driveway (laughs) and that's another thing I would wake up uh, it used to be I would wake up in the morning like all right, well let's see what the fuck's happened outside now it's, it's, every day is a new adventure. Every day is a new adventure. Let's see what's going on. And that was one of the things they had done. And so I uh, I remember when that happened, I was like, fuck no. And I called the police. Of course, there's nothing that could be done or that they would do about it. Right. I'm just like, but these guys, I guarantee you they have drugs. Like, I just, I guarantee you. You just come out and you can tell there's something going on here. Fucking Walter White just pulled up in this goddamn yeah, RV. Yeah, that's He's cooking it, it there. It's Walter White. <laughs> like, there's no license plates on the thing. Like, it's just, come on. I mean, even if they showed up, they would have gotten so scared, they probably would have messed up, but they never did. So I had to go out there, and I just unplugged the extension cord and threw it off of my property. Oh, and but the they love that. Yeah, that was where I was also called a Slipknot fan okay. uh, multiple times. All right. he would Actually, that time, I remember he, he walked over to his friends in the RV, and the RV people tattled on me and said that I unplugged it, mm. which I did. How dare you? Yeah, and so I just stood there in my house looking out the window, like kind of smiling as I watched him get all fired up. He's all <laughs> angry and he's yelling. And he walked back by in front of my house and grabbed his crotch and yelled out, ah. uh, fucking Slipknot fan. Yeah. And then, you know, and then, and then walked off. So these guys, that's just a tiny, tiny amount of the stories I've had with these guys. But here's the thing. It's, uh, like, I've been working with the police forever, trying to get them to do something, and, and they won't. Um, they, they wouldn't. You know, even when we did that campaign here on the show where we had Twitter hit up the Portland that's Police right. Department. Yeah, yeah. I did get a call from a detective, and he didn't do anything. He wanted the most he did. He said, "Well, I can arrange for you to go talk to them and and see, you know, see if you guys can settle this." I'm like, "Do you understand what I'm saying? They're they're criminals, man. They're stealing things and they're they're on drugs. They're <laughs> crazy. Like, no, I don't want to go talk to them." So he wanted to be the mediator between the Hatfields and the McCoys. Not even a mediator. He was going to set up a time for me to go over there and talk to them. He wasn't going to show up. Oh, oh, so he, he wanted said, me to go over. Okay, and talk well, why did he go around? Two-ish. Yeah, to my method <laughs> neighbors and try to solve this. I'm like, you don't understand the situation here, dude. Uh, and so, so yeah, it, it, that never worked. Right. However, and I've been waiting to talk about this here on the show. In the last month, I would say I have not seen them except for one time. Now the backyard, the backyard really? used to be full of all their debris. Yeah, because they would steal other things like boats, and they would ladders dismantle them. Ladders. Oh yeah, yeah they had a ladder because they, they what they would do is, and I would see them, you know, in Busted magazine every now and then for what they got busted <laughs> for. Like they would go to, uh, they would they would go to like construction sites and steal shit off construction sites, which is a frequent method thing to do. Like there, there was one day, this was a couple of months ago. Where I was looking out there, and they they had no ladders in the backyard. All of a sudden, there were like fifteen ladders. <laughs> That they had in their backyard. <laughs> like, huh, wow. They probably just discovered Led Zeppelin stairway to heaven and thought, hey, we could do that. Right, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. So they stole all these ladders. and But now, though, it is, it's pretty empty back there. Most of the stuff is gone, and I haven't seen either really? of the two brothers. Now, usually what would happen is the, there's the one uh, younger brother. He's the bigger one, and he, he's the scarier one. And he would go to jail every now and then. And so he... Uh, you know, he went to jail and he would he would disappear for a little while, hmm. and then he'd come back out and he'd have like a new tattoo or something. And sure, he'd look, you know, crazier. Yeah, he did. He did some time. Yeah, did some time, and then the older brother would always be there too, and then they'd have a rotating cast of characters that would show up before they went to jail, and 
I haven't seen any of them, any of them, except for one time I saw the older brother uh, in his truck out front. Other than that, it's been silent. It looks like all their stuff is gone from the back. Now, the business is still there. There's nobody else that's moved in. Okay. The window is still uh, cardboard in the front because okay. they broke their window a long time ago. Okay. Well, and then they had a no, no solicitor that. sign out front. <laughs> <laughs> like anybody wants to solicit you guys. <laughs> like that's their big problem. Man, these salespeople just always want my no salesperson. Gonna knock. No one's going to knock on your fucking door, dude. You have a cardboard window. Uh, so but the thing is, though, they've been gone. I don't know whether I can declare victory. Like, have I won? Is this what it's well, like? Let's 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 think about this for a little bit. Now, in the past, the uh, the, the activity of the meth head neighbors has been pretty dormant throughout fall and winter. They, yeah. they go in the hibernate. You don't see them when the sun starts popping out. It gets a little warmer. They start rumbling around, mm-hmm. rumbling about, if you will. Yep, that's um, when they start fidgeting. They right. start, you know, because they store up their meth for the winter. And sure. I don't the winter. Yeah, they, when it's raining outside, they don't seem to like that too much. But the so reason, they stay indoors. Yeah. So the reason I'm bringing this up now is because this this year has been a really, really relatively dry year for Portland, and we got yeah. the sun and the, and the warmth pretty early on, which should be prime meth season. Exactly. So know? let me ask you this: it's um, like when spiders hatch too early, like right. this is their season. This is the time for them to explode. Yeah. Um, was there early activity like February, March, or anything like that, or have you just not seen them at all this year? There, there was activity, activity February, March. Okay, um, they were. I mean, things things were going on. It was quieter than normal because I think the one brother was in jail. That usually quiets things down a little bit. Um, but yeah, but then just kind of over the course of a couple of weeks, everything was gone. I, and there wasn't noise because hmm. I mean earlier this year they were there because I even recorded some stuff earlier this year that okay. for the show where they were going off and yelling. Their typical fights involve usually one guy yelling at another guy. Sometimes it's a girl yelling at a guy, uh, or vice versa. But it's generally a whole lot of "fuck you," "oh fuck you," "fucking bitch," "oh fuck you," "man," "fuck you," and then that's that's kind of their fights. <laughs> And then somebody storms off. Intellectual conversations. Yep. And usually there was the one girlfriend there, and then she'd she'd storm out and get in her truck and like, or have another boyfriend or somebody would come pick her up, and that would be a whole thing. And then he'd go out there like, "Fuck you! Don't come back here again." She'd be like, "Fuck you!" You know, that was that was the whole thing. A whole lot of fuck yous. (laughs) So so there was that. Uh, But no, I haven't since that time though. Earlier this year. It's been quiet. Okay, let me ask you this. What yes. have you done differently this year? You know, I'm trying to think because I, I use my normal things. Like if I see enough to call the police, I'll do it. They won't right. come out. I mean, it's just over the years, it just got kind of pointless. Right. Um, so unless I think they've got a gun, which I've seen them with guns. Oh, that, uh, I would not be surprised yeah. if, if they had a, a weapon or two. Yeah, um, it's mostly um, they would have like pellet guns and BB guns, but then they shoot them into the neighborhoods. They set up cans on their roof. <laughs> And so, and the roof is like at a at a like a like an eighty five degree angle, or not eighty five degree, but it's it's like a twenty degree angle going sure. down there. And um and yeah, so they would shoot shoot their pellet gun into, into the neighborhood because they're fucking morons. <laughs> and uh, and so yeah, I would call on that. I'd be like, eh, somebody, somebody's gonna get hurt here. <laughs> like, but um, yeah, no, really, really, nobody would nobody would come out. So. They pretty much had to get, could get away scot free with whatever they wanted to do. Right, right. So I guess I guess now the real question is, you know, you, it, it sounds it sounds like you're victorious. I'm, I mean, is this, can this, I declare victory? I think you've got victory here. I got victory. Put, but the put question my flag is, flag up and be like, "Yep, I win." But we're a little early in the summer, man. We're only what the twenty second of June. So I mean, so officially, summer started yesterday. The summer yeah, solstice was true. yesterday, yeah. so we're now officially in summer. I mean, this is their prime season. Usually, they're all geared up. And this right kind now. of weather we've been having, and I all mean, the construction crews are out. Yeah. I mean, prime picking. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. It's like when uh, when bears in the wild, you know, like all the berries, you know, sure. get ripe. They're all out there getting the berries. Yep. You know, the salmon come in. Yep. This is their time. This is method time in nature. Mm. This is when they're supposed to be hunting and gathering right now. So I think that at this point, I don't think it's. I, I, I'm wondering if there's like a, like a truce happening currently. Where it's uh, kind of like, um, like again, I'll reference Vietnam. You know, <laughs> during um, just bef- uh, one of the what, Vietnamese holidays, there was a there was a, a truce uh-huh. for a few days. I wonder if this is going to extend out. They're either one of two things. Do you one, think there's a meth holiday they're on right now? That could be. 
They're on like some adventure somewhere. I wonder what, what, I wonder what this. Uh, I wonder what this time of year is in the meth world. Well, usually it's it's construction season time, which yeah. just means ladders galore and sure. you know, power tools and and all that kind of stuff. Um. So I don't. I don't know. This is. I've never seen this behavior in my ten years of being um, basically a field guide for meth research. You know, which is what I'll, I'll write for National Geographic. I'm going to pitch them that. Um, I can see you sitting <laughs> in your backyard, Diane Fossey style, with a notepad. <laughs> a notepad, drawing sketches of what the methods look 1. like. 52 a.m. Oh, man. I have, <laughs> I, I have an entire book's worth of meth anecdotes and experiences observing these people in their, in their natural habitat, which is the backyard next door. <laughs> I have, there are just so many things. I mean, I know how the hierarchy works. There's a hierarchy to a sure. meth pod, you know, or, or what do we call it? A scab of meth heads. Scab, that's that's what right. it is. Yeah, that's a group of meth heads. There's a hierarchy to it there's always the alpha who's at the top he's usually the biggest and the dumbest like and we're not talking like the um brian cranston style meth makers or dealers sure. we're talking about meth heads a scab of meth heads okay and it's usually the biggest and the loudest he's the guy who's in charge because he can beat on people sure and so so yeah we have that guy he's the alpha he's like the lion of the meth heads you okay know? He's all right kind of, kind of the head lion and then he's got his crew underneath him. He's usually got a couple of close buddies. They're right up there, but they're kind of like his little lackeys. They're the captains. Yeah, yeah. yeah like, okay. Yeah, whatever you say, man. You know, those guys. And they, they all fight with each other, but still the one guy's in charge because he's bigger. And then, then you have like the, the cleaners, like the little skinny meth heads. Right. They, they do the bidding for all the other ones. They're kind of sure. like the little, little imps out there, like doing, doing all that work. Okay. Like cleaning things and stuff like that. And then... Um, and then you have the ladies of meth, and they have their own kind of hierarchy too, because there's usually, usually the head head meth lady, and she may or may not be a prostitute. It depends. Like the one next door, I don't think she was a prostitute. I think she just slept with all of them. Okay, like and that's what they would fight over her. She was the, the courtesan of the, of this guy. Yeah, and she was scary as hell. <laughs> she scared me more than the uh, main guy. She was angry, and she like tear around barefoot, and always. <laughs> Ooh man, was she pissed off all the time? Oh god, I and can't she imagine hated that. me, hated me. She's the she's one of the ones that the main ones that would yell shit at me and tell me just fuck you. Like, all right, <laughs> nice to see you, Cindy or whatever your name is. Uh, yeah. So, but then she had her own kind of crew underneath her. So there was a whole there was a whole thing there. Um, but yeah, see, I've studied this stuff. Yeah, and and clearly, I don't understand what would clear out the whole. The whole scab of them, like it's just like they've just been—they're just gone. Should I be worried? I don't know if I'd be worried, but I wouldn't quite declare victory quite yet. Okay, I—I I would. I would be on a little more high alert. Maybe not say worried, but maybe be a little more alert because in the last ten years, you've kind of be, you've kind of uh, started studying their patterns, yeah, and recognizing uh, behaviors and mm-hmm. activities as to what time of year it was. Yeah, well. Maybe maybe they're realizing, okay, we're we're a little too predictable here. So let's mix it up a little bit. You think they're you think they've become that well, I'm not saying they've become self aware. Yeah, I don't yet. know if that's the case. Uh but surely there's some something's something yeah. in the works. Huh. So I don't know if I want to declare victory, but uh I would you know what? I think you've won this battle. Okay. Maybe the war is still going on. Okay, that's fair. Okay. <sighs> Boy, I mean, it feels good, but I, I gotta sure. say, I'm not enjoying it as much as I, much as I probably could. The prob- the reason why is because you're not sure. I'm not sure. You're not a hundred percent yet. I'm nervous. Yeah. I'm so nervous. If, if you see a for sale sign going up in front of that building, I think that's victory. But just the fact that they're quiet, <sighs> they'd have to tear that building down. No one's gonna. Live oh yeah. Oh I've god. Seen, no. When they leave the door open, I've yeah. seen in there. It is disgusting. Disgusting. Uh, uh, it is so gross. Let me guess. Wood paneling on the walls. Um, yeah, actually, yeah. there probably okay. is wood paneling. I think there is some in the in the main room, and then there's just like old, like destroyed couches, like all over the floor, and like Ew. newspaper, and probably rats. I'm assuming. Well, that's where I got rats from my house. Thanks to those fuckers yep. a couple of years ago when I had that happen. Man, that that pissed me off more than anything. See, but, but um, that was a thing of warfare. Oh, it worked. They sent yeah. those things over to my right. house because they had just <laughs> they released the rats of war. They basically had a giant <laughs> trash trash pile right next to my house and uh, breeding their yeah meths or rats of war. Yeah, meth rats. Meth rats. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, and rats that grew up on meth, man, that's a different kind oh, of rat. I don't want to fuck with those rats. That's something you don't want to mess with them. They're crazy and unpredictable. Oh, man, they're crazy. They're all scabby. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's... <they're laughs> well, okay, Greg. Then since you've had all this experience... Um, People may or may not know, my lovely fiance, bought, fiance and I bought a house about a year ago. Indeed. Actually, about a year now. Um, and one of the reasons we moved, because we had our own experience with a methy slash heroin neighbor. You did, yeah. You had the heroin yes, part in it, too. Yes, that and, was... and again, you, you witnessed many of those, uh, of those events as uh, well. Yeah. Um, but that was a big reason why we decided to get the fuck out of that, that, that neighborhood because that guy was just, it was bad news, man. It was getting worse. Yeah. You know, ended up with a, with a weird homeless guy knocking on our door at 1130 at night and me holding a knife at the door as I try to call the police <laughs> in case he gets busting through the door. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but a, um, so in our new neighborhood, it's pretty quiet. You know, we've got, we've got a, the, the, the house that we bought, that we bought, uh, it was on a lot that was a pretty large lot, and so the owner uh, built another house next to us in the corner. So we have those people that live there. We've got a, a across the street on the uh, on the corner. We've got a, a an older couple that lives there with their son, who is probably my age, who uh, proudly uh, makes moonshine in the garage. And he has okay. a shit apple. He has a shit apple son who sneaks out of his house every 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 night at three in the morning and opens his window and sneaks out. Oh wait, so the parents live there with their adult son who makes yes. moonshine, yes. and then his son is also there. Yes. Oh man, so I feel so sorry so, for those so that's the one we're kind of. But the thing is, is they're snowbirds. So when during the winter, they go to Arizona or. California or whatever for the for the winter. Oh, and they let the shit apples and run they the let house. Shit apples run the house. Oh, that's shit a apple problem. Senior, shit apple junior. Oh man, it's a whole family line of shit apples. Well, shit apple junior. Uh, a few months ago, um, those of you who know Lily is a nurse and she works graveyard, and so sometimes she's up really really late, and uh, she, uh, she came out uh, to have it have a smoke on on her on her on her porch, and uh, she caught shit apple trying to steal fucking cigarette butts. From your from front the porch? front porch. Okay, uh, so now this is Shit Apple Senior or this Junior. Is Shit Apple Junior. Shit Apple Junior. And you know Lily. Uh, yeah, everybody knows Lily. Well, not everybody, but you know what I mean. Uh, she uh, didn't take too kindly to that, and she proceeded to scream at him right there on the porch. Oh, this God. kid was terrified. Uh, and she says, "I have two. You have two choices. One, you're, I'm going to get your dad over here, or two, I call the police. You choose." <laughs> And his dad finally came over, uh, and she just gave him the right in the right act. And since then, we have not uh, had a problem with them. So I think they've they're securely scared to death of of Lily, which is a good. Good, thing. good. Um, yeah, you got to put some intimidation. in Exactly, them. exactly. So so directly across the street from us, we've got a little yellow house that that uh, w- for a while um, this woman moved in across the street. She's probably in early forties. Her name was Sarah. You guys, you guys, oh yeah, yeah, yeah I know her a couple times. Yeah, uh, but she was recently moved. Away. Oh, she did. And there's a new guy there who's. She was kind of fun at parties. She was fun at parties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 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 Anyway, uh, so now we have a new neighbor across the street named Bob, and Bob is probably in his mid fifties. Yeah, Bob's a little strange. I'm not sure Bob's story yet. Okay, I'm a little unsure. He has has, his grandchildren come to visit him and stuff, and so he's a good family man, just a little odd. Okay, and right next door to us, we have this guy named John, who uh, works at the Harley dealership. Uh, and he 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 has big old trucks that he that he redoes. Really mm-hmm. nice guy. He's been in the neighborhood probably thirty plus years. Okay. All right. So, so he's solid. He's solid. Yeah. And then across and then across the street from them, uh, we've got uh, Nikki and Dave, who are Portland hipsters, if you will. Okay. You know they they grow all their old organic. They have chickens in their backyard. They're really nice folks. They they when we first moved in, they brought over cookies and wine, and you know had a, a nice nice little time. Okay. So. Being the expert that you are in meth head neighbors, um, yes. What should we start looking for? Okay, are you worried? Then you are going to have some around. There. I'm thinking shit apple. I'm I'm more concerned about the the shit apple junior and senior. You're suspecting shit apple junior and senior are meth heads. No, nah, I wouldn't say meth heads, but they could easily be going down that path yeah. anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the problem probably they're scared of the older parents, so that's that that might keep them in check a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I mean, like key things to look out for that I once once I realized that I have method neighbors, like their behaviors, like behaviorally, I'll say some of the things that you can notice. Okay, uh, there's something called the method shuffle, 
which oh. it's uh, there's there's actually on our YouTube page from years ago when I demonstrated the method shuffle in my backyard. Uh, go to Fun Employment Radio's YouTube page. I demonstrated on there, and it's pretty true. A lot of it is it's 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 very close to like a white trash walk, but it's <laughs> it's where you puff up your like chest, like your arms are too big to like lay down flat against your the sides of your. Your body. Okay. So, like, oh, my muscles are too big for that. Sure. And then you just kind of square them off, and you rock them back and forth when you walk. Like, <laughs> unnecessarily rocking your upper body. And then uh, and then stick out your chest and bust through everything and, and, and kind of give, like, glances at people. Like, give a hard stare at somebody for no reason at all. Just to show off, you know, look how tough I am, man. And if you see them doing that, that could be a very good sign. Um, they'll do that. There's also another thing that... That they'll do when they're standing still. So when they're not walking, like the key thing with methods is they can't sit still. They just, they can't be still. So even when they're standing there staring, uh, often nothing, who knows what goes on in their minds. Right. So that's, that's a difficult thing. Well, Science I mean, you has tried for years. Look, you don't want to go too deep into a method's mind. No, no. I mean, that's dangerous. Well, yeah. I mean, that's why even in my observations, I keep my distance from there. I don't even want to think about what they're thinking about no, too much. No, 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 But uh, they'll stand there. And this is noticing what my neighbors would do, the two brothers. So he would he would stand on the corner, usually in cut off jean shorts. That's oh. another big sign that are like way too short. Oh God! And and if it's hot outside, you take that shirt off. You don't need that shirt. <laughs> no shirts for me. So they have their shirts off with their cut off jean shorts. Oh. And he'll stand there, but so he'll, he won't be like walking, but he'll do this kind of a ticking back and forth, almost like a meth pendulum. Like okay. where he walks back and forth. So it's like wait on one leg, wait on the other leg, wait on one leg, wait on the other leg. And he'll rock his whole body like gently swaying in the wind or like a rocking chair okay. back and forth. And he'll do that for hours. And he will stand okay. there and stare at everything. Okay. And just rock back and forth, just rocking, rocking back and forth. And that's, that's one of the other things that you got to see. Okay. So if you see that, that's also a very... A very okay. telling sign. So right. I'd say first first thing, look out for that. Okay. All right. I think so far we haven't seen any of that yet. Okay. Um, I, You know, to be perfectly honest, I doubt that, well, you never know when things go full meth, but uh, nothing so far has proven that to be in our neighborhood. Okay. Okay. So that's a good sign. That's okay. a good sign. Right. That's a good sign. I mean, extreme examples like what I experienced are when uh, they would get up on their roof during this during the summer, and they they had this slanted roof. They get up there. They brought a bike up there one time. Oh, sure. And this guy just rode it on his his bike on the roof <laughs> in circles for hours, for hours. Just did this. Uh, there was also another time where on the Fourth of July, he was up there. There was one of them up there. This was one of the buddies that was up there, and. And like the fireworks would go off, and he'd sit there and he'd get freaked out looking at the fireworks, <laughs> <laughs> but wouldn't leave, wouldn't leave. Stayed up there all night to where I woke up in the morning, and he was still on top of the roof, still there, waddling around and doing his shuffle. And then the the one woman, the woman I referenced earlier that I was afraid of, uh, Edward in the chat came up with a name for her, I believe. I think it was Edward. Uh, Methylene. I'll call her Methylene. I think that's what it was. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll call her Methylene. Yeah. She was the one that, when I had my dog Butters, I heard Butters barking in the backyard. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And it was her on the roof barking at my dog. Barking back and forth with Butters. Wait, she was barking at Butters. She was barking at Butters. Butters doing what a dog should do was barking back. And this crazy woman was just like, bark, 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 bark. Having a barking contest with, with my dog. <laughs> so if you see those kinds of things, you're in real trouble. But so far, okay. uh, I'd say just keep an eye on the shuffle. Okay, and keep an eye on the uh, on the, on the the waddle like the meth pendulum thing. You know, Greg, I I foresee a book in your future. I think there's a lot here. You know, meth heads in your future in your, in your neighborhood. Yeah, not yeah. In my neighborhood. Yeah, here's what to look for, like how I won the war. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, uh, we'll have to. I'll have to look into this. Well, this is important information too. This is this is stuff is. that people you, need to know. People need to know, especially if you're. And we have uh, a few of our friends uh, who are either in the middle of buying or have recently purchased a home. Well, and especially um, in Portland, as more yeah. people move further east, because yep. then you're getting into more of the felony flats territory. Yep. Which that's what all that area is referred to for anybody not from Portland. It's called felony flats, and because you're past the hills, it's just mm-hmm. flat area full of full of meth users. So as you move in there. There's still going to be pockets. People are right. going to be, be encountering this kind of thing, and, and they need advice. Yeah, and and that's kind of what, what you know the price the price of our house is what forced us to move. I always call eighty second the, the Mason Dixon line. Uh huh. And I always said I don't want to live east of the Mason Dixon line. Right. Uh, but our house is a few blocks east of the Mason Dixon yeah. line, but it was affordable. Well, so and that's where we're going to move now. Yeah, exactly, because that's exactly. where you can buy. 
So that's kind of that. That's the first thing we want to look for. Mm-hmm. Um, another friend of ours uh, just bought a house uh, recent, most recently as well. Um, and then we have another friend who's in the process of possibly buying a house. Yeah. So these are important things. Yeah, it's important you know? to know because you're moving into their territory mm-hmm. right now. Yeah, right now, I mean that's their land. That's their property. You know, and as as they're getting kind of pushed out and moved away, they're not going to be very happy about it. You know, and they're gonna and they're actually going to see you as a as prime prime target. Unless you're educated about what's going on. And that's why I can educate people about methods. I think that's a great idea, Greg. Yeah. Um, yeah, the method survival guide. Yeah, boy, I really should do something like that. I if if anything, that. a weekly segment on this show. Do you know just, okay, this week? Uh, meth guide. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to have to work on something like that. I think Trademarked here. Trademarked. Do, do the proper trademark. Trademarked on Fun Employment Radio. Wait, what would it be? Trademark Greg Nibbler, Fun Employment Radio 2015. Trademark Greg Nibbler, Fun Employment Radio 2015. Done. Sweet. All right. Right very there. Very good. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, should we, uh, after that, you know, and I'll, feel free for people listening in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you have questions about your neighborhood, please feel free to put those in there and I'll answer if you are, in fact, near a meth head. Um, <laughs> should we do a little bit of World of Crazy? Yeah, let's do it. Because I, I know. Uh, I got some stories lined up here. Awesome. Hello, my friends. My name is Scott Daly. And I'm going to do my best Sarah X. Dillon with a little bit of World of Crazy. Crazy. I got two crazy stories, and I got one kind of smart story, actually. It's about space. So, you know, you can you can do the uh, the tinfoil the tin hat thing if you want to for the, for the space story. Okay. However, uh, a neighbor in a housing complex in the canton of Argo, Sweden, was annoyed uh, by couples' noisy lovemaking. And he went public with his uh, dis- dis- with his discontent in a bid to embarrass them into making less of a racket at night. Basically, this guy was annoyed that his neighbors were, were, were humping it out. But loudly, uh, humping, but loudly it out. humping it out with windows open. And he uh, actually even opened, um, he wrote a, a letter uh, to his neighbors and to everyone in the complex to read. Uh, some of the some of the highlights of this letter include: at the beginning, it was quite amusing to listen through the walls and windows to hear their loud making loud mating rituals. Yeah. But still, in the long run, I have to say, as a neighbor, it just sucks. <laughs> I could see at a certain point though that would get pretty annoying. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Did he try bringing it up to them? Or? Uh, well, actually, he did. Um, he, he, the neighbor, and this is from from a, from the actual article itself. Uh, the neighbor asks, in the interest of helping everyone sleep. While the couple do not take measures to soundproof the apartment, so those next door will not have to hear the rhythmic bangs of the bedstead <laughs> against the wall. This guy's like writing poetry about exactly this. Yeah. It's the mating rituals and he says, and the rhythmic bangs against me, the wall. Believe me, it's no fun when you have to explain to one of the elderly relatives or godchildren that the words of the neighbors, and I quote, "Oh God, I'm coming," has nothing to do <laughs> with religion or suicide. <laughs> During weekdays and weekends, it's not just embarrassing when you have to hear that through the walls. Uh, Through the open window, I hear them, though, as I do not live in the same building. Uh, Sex in your own home should surely be allowed. So he's allowing them to have sex. Yeah, he's down with it. He just wants them to, you know, be respectful of others. Uh, That's fair. That's a fair thing to to ask for. Yeah, yeah, I, and, and the na- and uh, let me see. And also, he says in uh, neighborhood conflicts, we always urge tenants to talk things over uh, with mutual consideration. Uh, and you can, and really, the the bottom line, the basic, simple solution is uh, you can close the window while during intercourse. Yeah, that's so, that's a fair yeah, thing to ask for. Sure. You don't have to soundproof the whole house. No, just close the window. No, I remember. You know? um, <laughs> Well, when I, when I first moved to Portland, I lived next. Uh, the house next door was um, it was this mailman and his wife. Okay, and they would. I lived in the upstairs, and they they lived. Their bedroom was in the upstairs of their place, and it was close enough that you could see through windows if you accidentally did. Okay, they they enjoyed watching pornography quite okay. loudly. Okay, while they were oh, engaging in there. Oh, yeah, and they didn't pull the blinds, so I would walk upstairs. <laughs> and I remember the first time I saw it, I looked over. I'm like, what the. F- fuck is going on over at the neighbors oh my god okay no don't want to know don't want to know so i pulled my blinds and they probably weren't the type of neighbors that you see in porn stories where that kind of thing happens no you don't want to <laughs> no uh-uh. i did not want to see lots of lots and of- more power to them glad they were oh, enjoying yeah, no, themselves good, good on him. i didn't need to see it though didn't need to see it uh yeah I'll, and he said su- he suggests another way to uh, help keep the noise down for other people who might be listening buy some earplugs 
So, bottom line there. Yeah, but you shouldn't have to wear the earplugs in your house. Exactly. Exactly. So, bottom line, kids, if you're going to uh, get it on and, you know, hump it out in your in your house, at least at least close the window. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in an apartment complex. If you're that loud and you know you're that loud if exactly, you're that person. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, come on. All right. Dateline, Omaha, Nebraska. Omaha man said he would join ISIS because the Humane Society took away his cat. Wow. Okay. Yeah. A forty-five. How you connect the dots there? Well, I will. Uh, I will let you know, Greg, because it's really important. A forty-five-year-old man from Omaha recently told others he wanted to join the group to take on the enemy, and the enemy is the Nebraska Humane Society. Okay. They took his cat because he was tossing it in the air and letting it drop to the ground. Well, yeah, it's kind of, <laughs> so kind of an asshole move. Yeah. So he, okay. he got he got kind of pissed about that, and about three months later, uh, the cat was taken away. Uh, the man called the Humane Society and threatened to kill every motherfucker there and gun them all down. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Did they and, lock him up? Uh, and then Sunday, he called society uh, He called society workers by several names and threatened to join the terrorist group ISIS to bring down the National Humane Society and its employees. Jesus. Uh, Mark, Please tell me he is arrested now. <laughs> Mark Langdon, vice president of field operations. Uh, wrote in the court documents. A judge issued a preliminary order against the man, essentially declaring his actions inhumane and precluding them from uh, harassing the society. On Friday, the man was charged with making terrorist threats, a felony punishable up to five years in prison. Uh, Douglas County Judge Jeffrey Mercuzio set the bail at $25,000, and the man will have to pay 10% um, to uh, be released from jail. Uh, The man faces trial this month on misdemeanor charge of animal cruelty. Damn. So... Okay, never mind. I guess my neighbors could be worse. <laughs> that could be worse than what? At least they're not accusing you of, uh, of uh, you know, or they're not going to uh, take your cat away or dog. Throwing the cat in the air and just letting it, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <sighs> wow. All right, guys. Get your tin hats out. Here we go. Oh, good. Now, Greg, did you know there was a dwarf planet called uh, Ceres? Yes. Yes, I did, actually. You know, yes. So Pluto is technically classified as a dwarf planet. Pluto is the outermost of the nine, but I'll have now eight planets. And the uh, probe will be going by it in approximately uh, two weeks. But this uh, this dwarf planet, Ceres. Ceres uh, <laughs> just past Pluto, actually. Uh, in a mutual orbit, I believe. Actually, uh, no, sir. You are, you are incorrect. Ceres oh, uh, uh, can oh, be found uh, between uh, an asteroid belt between Mars and uh, Jupiter. I was, I was thinking of uh, the other one that's next to Pluto. I was totally wrong on that, and now I <laughs> rescind my right to use the nerd voice because I totally fucked that up. Yes, Ceres <laughs> is... Uh, yeah, the one with the uh, that they're at right now. Yes, indeed. Uh, and uh, what's really interesting about this Oops. is they have recently discovered a three-mile-high pyramid-like mountain. Oh, on Sirius. Yeah. Now, is that where the uh, where the bright light is coming from? Uh, no, that's the one in Las Vegas. <laughs> although, <laughs> although that was pretty good. That's I'll pretty bet. Good. I'll bet on the uh, on the when when everything's lined up. <gasps> I'll bet when everything is lined up perfectly, when Ceres is lined up perfectly with Vegas, mm-hmm. that that light from the Luxus goes straight to that that pyramid on Ceres. There's part of this. Genius. We just unlove, unscover, un, un, unlocked the mysteries of the universe right here. It all right makes here. sense. It's all perfect. Perfect, perfect, <laughs> perfect. Uh, yeah, so no, they, they uh, it's a three-mile-high pyramid that the, that's found on this planet. Uh, sorry, dwarf planet. It's not a real planet. Uh, so that's really interesting. I think that, uh, let me see what they say about, uh, NASA has to say, uh, the closer we get to Ceres, the more intriguing and the distant dwarf planet becomes. New images from the series from NASA's Dawn space pro- uh, spacecraft provide more clues about the mysterious bright spots. I'll also reveal a pyramid-shaped peak towering over a relatively flat landscape. Oh. The surface of Ceres has revealed many interesting and unique features. For example, icy moons in the outer system have craters uh, with central pits. Uh, but on Ceres, the central pits in large craters are much more common. These and other features will allow us to understand the inner structure of Ceres that we cannot sense directly. It's the grace. Um, it is the grace. Yep. Exactly right. And I, I, I believe. I, I bet you. I'll bet you that that Luxus Pyramid. Yeah, th- that's all part I, of I it. I think we're on something. It's a trend. It, it, I can see that. It's I can a, see it a, making it's sense. A, it's an interstellar highway. Yeah, there's a lot of money involved mm-hmm. there, a lot of government. You're very near Area 51. Yep. That would be a good signal. Right in the middle a of the desert. signal the aliens that you could hide in front of all of us. It's right there. It's at the Luxor. It makes sense. I think uh, we I believe. Be, 
I think we should be watching our butts on the way home today, Greg, because uh, we've just exposed. We it. have exposed everything. <laughs> so all right, so all you uh, all you weirdos out there, uh, actually, I'm, this fascinates me. But yes, but the series is also what you're talking about—the bright lights. Yeah, um, that's Oops. They, they've showed up on this one as well. Right. So uh, yeah, it's it's I'm I'm gonna keep keep things going for that, and they can't quite figure that out what those uh, mystery spots are. Hmm. Yes. I am excited because the uh, probe is going past Pluto in a couple weeks. That really is happening. Oh, is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Yep. That stuff's just fast. Yeah, it's gonna be cool. You see a cover of my new National Geographic that was reading <laughs> last night. <laughs> All right, that's your world of outer your outer space world of crazy. Awesome. Ooh, uh, Edward in the live chat said Area 51 Air Terminal is across the street from the Luxor. Mm-hmm. I could waffle on this stuff forever because they have their own. I believe the planes are called, uh, I want to say Janet or something like that. Uh. Uh, yeah, I believe, uh, yeah, Janet airplanes. Mm-hmm, that's what they call them. It's a fleet of passenger aircraft operated by the U.S. Air Force to take people to Area 51 where hmm. they work. And that is Fact. Uh, yes, it is a, a, a there's a Janet terminal mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See it is. if it's right and it's right there by the behind the Luxor. Yep. Uh huh. McCarran Airport's awfully close to the Luxor. There it is. I'm just saying. All right, we've uh, unlocked okay. we've unlocked the mysteries of the universe. <laughs> I could talk about this forever. Uh, actually, side note for everybody listening: if you do uh, like real space news, um, the uh, Planetary Society's podcast it's pretty pretty awesome. Planetary Planetary Society. It's actual science space news. It's really good. And it's got Bill Nye the Shining Guy on it. All right. <laughs> um, let's see. Should we do a little bit of? Uh, <laughs> should we do a little bit of ball talk? Uh, yeah, but I'm getting kind of railed in the chat because I didn't have any penis mutilation stories. Oh, uh, that Sarah's so fond of. But can I just say this? I have a penis, so I don't really want to find penis mutilation stories. No. I don't quite get the same joy that Sarah does from those. So I'll leave that to the professional. Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah. I'm very happy for that. Thank you. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. It is a very small ball talk today. They're hardy, though, I'm sure. Uh, they're they're tough. Oh, they're tough. They're they're tough Old today. Chewy. Well, tough I chewy. mean, I, I don't want to say for sure. I want people to leave that to their <laughs> own decision. But uh, there, there's a couple of things in ball talk that are that are very pretty good. Okay. Um, first up, the worst planned. Minor League Baseball event ever. So the Orem Owls of Orem, Utah. Ooh. Minor League Baseball team. Big fan of the Orem Owls. By the way, it's spelled Owls with a Z. Oh, because they're edgy. They're edgy in mm-hmm. Orem, Utah. That's not where anything edgy is ever. Um, so they uh, have canceled an event they were going to be having called Caucasian Heritage Night. Oh, God. I kid you not, they had planned a Caucasian Heritage Night. Now, this was planned months ago, but the night was supposed to be coming up here pretty soon. They have indeed canceled Caucasian Heritage Night. Really? Utah? Utah? Wow. Orem Owls with a Z? (laughs) It's a very intimidating name with the Z at the end. It is like our neighborhood uh, gang that spray paints bats with a Z. Right. Attention, uh, Pone Tony. Yeah. Yeah. Orem Owls. So they have canceled the event. They said it was going to be a lighthearted event. It doesn't matter. Don't do it. Lighthearted? Don't do it. So, okay, uh, let's. Uh, first of all, I think if we were to come up with the name Caucasian Heritage Night, that's a, the fact that they have to use the word Caucasian in there. That's the problem. That right there is like maybe we shouldn't be doing this if we have to say, we can't say white people Heritage Night. No, and it's just why do that? Like, I can understand, like, if you want to have Italian night or sure. something, or you know something actual, but Caucasian heritage night—that's just about. Oh, and it's it, so and dumb. any any other state except Utah. Yeah, the whitest, even whiter than Oregon, the whitest state. Utah is in the uh, in the forty-eight continental United States. For yeah, sure. Mister Jenkins in chat said every night in Oregon is Caucasian heritage. <laughs> <laughs> Owls with Correct. a Z. There are so many things wrong with this team. Well, anyway, they have canceled it, and I believe the PR person was let go, which. Probably, 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 probably a good, good idea. idea. Yeah, I'm never an advocate for people losing their jobs, but yeah. So, so Keelan's asking. Yeah. So uh, Pone Tony's in the chat's asking. Uh, that's like having a black people night. So if yeah, we're gonna have a Caucasian, a if we're gonna have a Caucasian night, would that be an African American heritage night? 
Uh, what would you call? I that think if exactly? they're just calling it Caucasian, I think it'd be yeah, Black People Night. Black People. Okay. Which that doesn't I mean, sound like a good idea. Uh, just everything about his. <laughs> Don't have a Caucasian Heritage Night. <laughs> Moving on to ball talk. <laughs> we'll go to this. The, um, or- the Orem Whites. <laughs> uh, Shockwave says I grew up in the Provo Orem area. So this is people listening uh, via the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. <laughs> uh, all right. We'll have this. This is this is the, the, the big news that's going on here. And it has to do with Pete Rose. Yes, Pete Rose. Oh, if you don't know who Pete, Pete Rose. Rose is, a.k.a. Charlie Hustle, one of the greatest baseball hitters of all time. So he's he he was a, he was a great player, you know. Uh, I think he retired in the '80s or was kicked out of baseball, rather. Yeah, he was, he was banned in '89. Banned in '89, yeah. and that is when there was a report that came out saying that he, in fact, had bet on baseball while he was in base while he was playing baseball. So he has made a big declaration throughout all of this, saying that he never bet on his own team, never he, but he did bet on other teams, and he had a gambling problem, and so that would happen. Um, yeah, Keelan's in the chat asking, are, why are we still talking about Pete Rose? Well, for baseball fans, it's a big deal because they, they won't let the guy into the Hall of Fame, even though he's one of the best players of all time. Right. You know, and he's been, it, there's been a lot more of a movement lately to get him into the Hall of Fame. People are saying, well, look, it's in the past. It didn't change how he hit. Right. He didn't take steroids or anything. Right. And in comparison to all that stuff, yeah, you know. If they're, gonna let, go. if they're gonna let st- uh, steroid users in the Hall of Fame, I think Pete Rose should be. Now he was banned because uh, for for losing integrity of the game for betting on games. Yeah, um, yeah. So uh, there, so every few years, especially this year, there's a new commissioner for baseball, mm-hmm. Bud Selig, finally, uh, who actually gave the ban, stepped down. I believe it was this season or last season. Yeah, uh, and that's why this talk is back. Yeah, and the thing is though that now that everybody was kind of like starting to lean towards let him in the Hall of Fame before he dies, now there's a report that's come out saying that. There's evidence that's been exposed that Pete Rose lied and did, in fact, bet on his own team. What? While I he was shocked. So that is that is the lie. The thing is, honestly, if he bet for his team to win, I don't still don't see that big of a deal with it now. Well, yeah. If he bet on his team to lose, then, yeah, you're throwing the game. Okay, yeah, no, sure. you can't do that. Exactly. But if he was just betting, like, I'm so confident we're going to win, I'm going to put money on it. Yeah, it's wrong, but, I mean, come on. He, that means he's going to try a million times harder. To, exactly. He doesn't want to lose. He doesn't think he'll ever lose. I met Pete Rose once. Oh, really? Uh, my, yeah, it? my dad's an avid avid baseball guy. Uh, yeah. He's got a collection of signed baseball cards. And, and not only cards, but he, well, first of all, the collection of cards right there will probably be able to pay for my retirement. Uh, but he also has a ton of uh, signed baseballs. Um, and it was just a year or two after uh, the ban where Pete Rose was in town for some sports card memorabilia show. Uh, my dad couldn't go, so he he asked me, "Give me balls? Will you go? You know, get an autograph for me?" And I did. Pete Rose is kind of a dick. Was he? <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of an ass. Like, oh yeah, so that's from my dad. Now that oh, what a great son signing for your dad. It's like, yeah, yeah all right, and sign it. Okay, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, I kind of picture Pete Rose being a dick. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh? That's weird. Wow, I wonder what that's worth right now. Do you know? Uh, you know, I really don't know. Yeah, I I'd don't be curious. Know. Yeah. If he gets into the Hall of Fame, that thing's going to be. It probably is. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be some it money. probably goes up a few bucks every time this kind of these type of stories roll around. Right. So, uh, well, that's you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna listen See, to that. I, I have a ton of old cards and and baseball cards, or not not really baseball cards, basketball and football cards. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have yeah some some like Walter Payton ones and back like I have some '70s cards and stuff like that. I wonder what they're worth now. I got those because my brother swindled another kid. <laughs> in, uh, in grade school, yeah, and then I swindled my brother. <laughs> so that's how that works. So what did you get from it from your brother? Uh, well, see, my brother's buddy, his dad had a collection, and his and he brought his dad's cards to school. Clearly, probably not supposed to do that. Uh, he gotten into his dad's cards and brought them to school. My brother saw him and then made a quick deal. My brother was like eight and and was already selling. So he was like, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll make a deal with you and traded like some modern cards. It's like a Jose Canseco or something like for all these old football cards. Yeah, which. Really old football cards are badass, like okay. Larry Zonka and like Walter Payton and stuff like nice. that. Nice. And so then uh, my brother had those, and then I uh, then I worked out a deal with him where I got them. So they're now in my possession. I wonder what they're worth. <laughs> well, I'm looking on eBay currently, uh, and I do see uh, Pete Rowe. He tends to do one of two things when he signs baseballs. One, he just autographs it, and those are averaging between I would say average price probably. 
45, 50 bucks. Uh, however, he tends to sign some balls saying, sorry, I bet on baseball, Pete Rose. And those tend to be going for around eh, 109, 110 bucks. Wow. 149. Yeah. So I don't know if he wrote, I doubt, because when I got that autograph, that was like a year or two after that. And he was probably still pretty damn bitter. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So interesting. Oh, Pete Rose. Uh, <laughs> in the chat. Still an asshole. My quote, I have a ton of basketball football cards. Dash, ladies freak out hearing this. Yes, well, hello, ladies. <laughs> that does remind me I want to give a shout-out to a certain lady because oh, uh, yes. <laughs> John and Boring in the chat, Jib, uh, said Jib. his son goes to school with uh, a girl who happens to be a fan of Fun Employment Radio at oh, PSU. So a college girl. A college lady, or at least a lady attending college classes. Well. So I'm just giving uh, that lady the uh, hey there. the click and the wink. Yeah. That's a, that's also, a, that's ladies a special... love to click and wink. <laughs> Love it. That's a special uh, Greg Nibbler uh, uh, long distance dedication from mm-hmm. you, from you, Greg. Mm-hmm. The best way, the thing that ladies love the most is uh, you do the, you do the like the finger point. Yeah, yeah, the finger guns. Uh-huh, and then you wink and you go. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's what it is right there. All right, so ladies, so if you see Greg walking down the street, <laughs> you know what you got to do. There you go. Yeah, that was a very nice shout out, by the way. Yeah, it's good. I, I really that appreciate that. I think so. Yeah. Um, all right. <laughs> Everyone in the live chat loves it. They're saying it wasn't creepy and they wish it was directed at them. That's what they're all saying. Well, they're just jealous. That's well, yes. I mean, I know. they're jealous because they already you know. You know what, everybody out there? If you're listening to this show, that's that's one for you. Ooh. Yep. And he even did the wink and the finger gun I even did. in the studio. I did. It's true. It's very good. <laughs> Send us an email, funapartmentradio at gmail.com. You know what, though? We have to do something else, and that is. A happy birthday wish because we did not uh, get it out on the show on Friday. By the way, if you're missing the show on Friday, it is going to be in the archives only. Uh, this is the one time that we're going to do that. Um, but you can go to funemploymentradio.com if you're a subscriber. It's $6.99 a month or the first week is free. So that show will be up there today only in the archive. It's not going to go out on the free podcast side. But if you sign up for the subscription, um, like I said, the first week is free. So you can try it out for a week. And then if you don't like it, then you can cancel it or, um, or continue on and support us either way. But you can also get that episode that way. So that might be the way to do it. Uh, however, we did not get to get a uh, birthday shout out that we needed to on Friday. And because I'm only slightly younger than she is. And, uh, and I, we have to give a shout out to Alex. It was Alex's birthday on Friday. And because... We didn't get, even though Friday is prime, prime weekend birthday night. Sure, sure. So by the birthday rules, that should be it. Okay, so. so on the Friday, that's a prime day. So However, are you breaking your birthday rules here by doing it on a Monday? I'm finding an exception because of the oh. fact that we did a show, but we didn't get the shout out on there. Because of this, Alex gets an extra day to celebrate a birthday. Happy birthday, Whoa. Alex. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot damn right. Uh, the happiest birthday is to you, Alex, and uh, I hope you realize how special this moment is. Greg is giving you an official- Yes, Alex, thank me on your birthday wish, please. <laughs> I, I mean, I hope you are, are appreciating this. She should be. You are extending a special extra birthday couple days to yeah. her. That's uh, Not many people get that. Yeah. Hell, Sarah doesn't even get that. Yep. So- No, no, Sarah will not get that. Yeah. No. Exactly. So well done. <laughs> well done. Alex, that's the best gift you could possibly receive right there. <laughs> I didn't even get that in my birthday, Alex. No, it's true. Yep. Yeah. Nope, not a double. No. Mm-mm. And your birthday was on a Wednesday. I know. Yeah. Nope. Can't do it. Wow. Nope, didn't happen. Well, happy birthday, Alex. Happy birthday. I hope this is a memorable one for you. <laughs> Send us an email. Funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call. 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. Uh you all listening are fantastic. We appreciate each and every one of you. And um, and yeah, yeah, it's just it's just really great. Of course, you can go to funemploymentradio.com slash subscribe. $6.99 a month. The first week is free. So I highly encourage everybody to try it out. It's 24 hours of content, all kinds of great shows. And, um, you know, it, it uh, really helps support us. Helps us keep this whole thing going. Indeed. So we would appreciate that. But all right. Uh, yes. Anyway, the bottom line is thank you. Uh, Sarah, we'll be back tomorrow. But big thank you to Scott Daly. Hey, man. Thanks for having me on. It's been it's been fun. I, I miss the airwaves. I miss interacting. I miss the studio. Um, and yeah, like I said earlier in the show, I've got I've got things brewing. Some pokers in the fire, yes, I believe, sir. is what you were describing. That's exactly what I said. Oh, and by the way, um, I know we're wrapping up, but I did forget to mention this. Uh, those of you who know, I'm a huge uh, Duran Duran fan. Yes. I may have done a Duran Duran-related show on this very network. Uh, but they have a new song out called uh, uh, Pressure Off. 
Uh, and uh, I highly recommend you give it a spin. Uh, Nile Rodgers, uh, who produced the Notorious album, uh, produced and took part in this song. And uh, also, I got to say, uh, I got 16th row tickets to see Duran Duran and Puyallup in September. Oh, wow. And they're going to be playing with Nile Rodgers and Chic. So check out their new song, Pressure Off. It's pretty awesome. Just had to get that there. It is. It is quite funky. Uh, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you so much, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Oh, this is the part that Sarah always does this, and then I like, oh. mess it up. Am I supposed to be doing something here? No, I don't think you're supposed to do anything. I'm like, I'm pressing the wrong buttons. I always forget when it gets down here. Do you want me to fire up some music? Or how, how are we doing this? Sure, yeah. You want to play some uh, music? Well, you know what? Since... Uh, we're talking about the new Duran Duran song. Why don't we just tune in and listen to it? Oh, yeah. Bye, everybody on the podcast. Yeah.